0: Joe was talking when did this film breakdown about how Riley can kick the ball so it, like, spins differently and falls differently. Uh, how common is that for a puncher to be able to do that? Uh, you know, it's it's becoming more and more common uh, nowadays. These guys are really, really good at what they do. Uh, the influence of the Australian punter has been big on a lot of the uh, American guys. So, just being able to have a, uh, a plethora of kicks, just be, have you know be able to to make it uh, harder for the returner to catch the ball, to feel the ball, especially when you, you have guys that are really talented and they're used to catching that, that, that ball out of the jugs machine, and it's just an easy ball that turns over. You know, it's, it's difficult, especially in the, the winning conditions, and you get a ball that's going to spin a little different, something that you don't see every day. Uh, you know, so that, that, th- the ability to do that is definitely advantageous to us as a, as a coverage unit and obviously what you saw Sunday is like the ideal uh way it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Nice. Belly. Hey, Mac, why do you think it didn't work out with Corey Valentine as a kick returner? Was there some did it just not click for him there? It seemed like he struggled. And do you expect is it too soon to expect Dante Pettis to make a big impact this week? You know, I I, I, I think Corey, you know, Corey, I wouldn't say Corey it didn't click with him. I mean, he averaged almost 24 yards a return, uh, you know, last year. And it's, it was just, you know, with the COVID, no off season, and, you know, just a, a ton of things that went into that. It just, you know, it just never really uh, kind of flowed like we wanted it to. And, uh, and I think it was just, you know, a matter of time, we put Dion in there and it was, you know, it was progressing in that direction, you know, so. But Corey's going to be fine. We wish him the best of luck. He's a great kid. Love him to death. And uh, he's going to be successful in this league. And then Dante, can we expect him back there this week in some form? You know, we're, we're still going through an evaluation process with all these guys. Uh, you know, he just got in here. We're going to let him get his feet wet first. And uh, just trying to get his bearings from the Bay to, to New Jersey is a little bit different. So, uh, But, no, Dante's working hard. And we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out once we get towards back end of the week. Thanks, you. Hey, T Mac. Hey, Jordan. Um, how you doing? What's this? I'm good, man. What's this season been like for you? I mean, uh, you got a new coach, a whole new regime. I know a lot of you guys as coaches, kind of your families aren't even here. I don't know. I assume you probably haven't been able to go back and forth, maybe as much as we were in the past and fly. So, what's it? What's it been like personally on that end? Uh, it's always hard, you know. When see, my family's in Houston, so. Uh, for me, you know, with the staff, the staff is great. The guys are great to work with. You know, Joe is awesome. Uh, it's, it's been really good. Uh, but on the family side of it, you're right. I haven't been able I, – I got back, so give you a quick story. So, the, the one time I was able to go home, uh, see my son, see him play, uh, as soon as I landed, I get to the stadium, I walk up, and I get actually, I get a text when I drive to the parking lot, Trent's hurt. So I walk up to the stadium. I'm coming in the stadium up to the bleachers, and I see him with this big wrap on his hand. And then as, as soon as he looked at me, I looked at him and he broke out crying. So I knew something was wrong. Make a long story short, he uh, dislocated a bone in his hand, had, he had to have surgery the next morning. So I was literally there. 24 hours. By the time I got to the stadium, we went straight to the emergency room, picked him up. I mean, took picked him up, took him to the emergency room, and he was in the hospital all night. And I actually, <laughs> I actually left the hospital at 4:30 uh, in the morning to go home to get like an hour of sleep, and then hopped on a you know, nine o'clock, eight thirty flight, whatever it was, to get back here so I can COVID test. So, you know, it's, that's kind of been, you know, our. Our situation as a family, but uh, you know, just to give you a little insight on it, it's not—it's never easy, especially uh, as a coach when you're away from your family and trying to do what's best for your family. Mark, right. it's easy. Uh, I'm sorry, Jordan. I, I know there's a bunch of other coaches are, who also don't have their families here. As you know, there's just been so many different elements to this year. Does it—does it make you guys more like of a close-knit group? because you're spending maybe even, like, you, don't, you know, like what do you have to go home to, right? Right. <laughs> so you kind of just – do you just stay at work and maybe have that more that – even a closer bond with the other coaches for that reason? Definitely. You know, we, we spend – to be honest with you, during the season, we spend more time around the players and other coaches than we do our own families. So, you know, you got to enjoy the guys that you're working with, and you're right, we, we do become a tight group. Because we spend so much time together, and uh, you know, and that's a good thing. You know, I enjoy the guys that I work with, and uh, you know, obviously, we'd like to spend time with our families, but you know, obviously, we we got we got to pay the bills, and, and we got to do the things we got to do to, you know, to to get things done. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Hey, T Mac, uh, saw. So Joe's breakdown on on the website about the the play that obviously Dan talked about, the Riley's punt. Um, And he mentioned the, you know, having Cam Brown lined up as what he called the Canadian gunner. I'm just curious, how common is that? Have you seen or used that in the past? And how did you guys, you know, if not come to decide that that was a scheme you kind of wanted to work in this year? Yeah, we we've used it before. We used it last year with Michael Thomas. Uh, it's been done uh, before, and uh, it's a good scheme against you know guys that are, teams that have really good returners. So you can get that pressure and that you know that third guy down the middle of the field uh, that acts as a third gunner for uh, your coverage. And again, just more speed on the ball, putting more pressure on the returner, and uh, either he's going to fair catch it or he's going to try and have to make a play. And it it kind of worked out for us. Yes just and one more thing on Pettis I know he might not be ready this week but how much work did you put into him on the you know in the the draft process a couple years ago and were you you know how in tune were you with him I mean obviously he has the numbers as a returner to back it up in college yeah I mean I you know Dante was one of the best returners you know one of the most prolific returners in the history of college football so you know when he came out you know I I liked him as a returner and uh You know, he's on a really, really good football team. If you go back and you look at the guys that were on that team, you know, Buda Baker and Byron Murphy, I mean, there was a lot of good football players on that team. So uh, I I watched them closely, you know, because we had to evaluate them, you know, all of them coming out. So, uh, but no, Dante's working. And again, we'll, we'll see where he is towards the back end of the week. we got time for one more. Patty. Hey, Coach, how are you? Hey, Pat, how you doing? doing well thank you coach awesome. so just going back to dan's question at the top of the session here did you start with riley you know have him training differently in the off season because you knew you might um, have him you know put that spin on the ball was this something that kind of came up how long has he been working on it and was there anything in particular he did to kind of you know practice that he's he's been doing it for a couple of years now um you know, he used to hit it all the time in practice last year, and he used to uh, doing pregame. But this year is the first year he's, uh, he's hit it during the game. So I think the more and more reps he gets at it, the more he can feel confident in hitting the ball consistently, uh, and just abs- you know, knowing exactly where the ball is going to go. And again, anytime time you make a – you start to develop in a shot, you know, those guys want to make sure that they get enough practice reps and then enough game reps to where they feel comfortable with it. When I say game, like doing it in warm-ups, doing it, you know, just in a game-like situation. You know, they want to make sure that they feel confident that they can pull that, you know, pull that, 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 that head out of the bag when they need to. You know, I mean, that's, a, that's always a tough uh, deal when you go out there and you don't feel comfortable hitting the ball. You know, when, you, when you're full of confidence and you know you can swing at it, you can make an aggressive swing, you get a good result, and that's you know he's been working on it. So now that's part of uh, part of his bag of tricks.